your authentic self is yourself, probably yourself when you're alone and there's no judgment on you. You can be yourself. You can act yourself. You can think the way you want to think. And I think we lose that when we start to fear the judgment of others. I don't know anything about cars or cooking or gardening. I don't care. I never have. And I know that it's totally fine. It doesn't bother me. Most of us are either natural leaders or natural students, and you got to learn which you should do and when, and it really comes down to self-awareness and honesty with self. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. I'm in a huge shift in my life. How can I raise my awareness to who my authentic self is? Oh my goodness gracious. That's tough. Alan, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you, you have to reflect on where you're faking. I think contemplate where you're faking. Contemplate where you're not at five. Again, the drive to five, re-explain it for, because this is a repurposed Q&A. The low end of drive to five doesn't believe they're good enough. They're too afraid to get a mentor. They have low self-worth. The high end of drive to five, the tens of the world, they have inflated self-worth. They think the world of themselves and it's not based on real merit. They don't even think they need mentors. They don't need guidance. They don't need to read books. That's the inwardly arrogant. Where are you not at five? I, I've asked Kevin this question before. I've asked him, where, where am I being arrogant? Where do you think I'm above five and by how much? And I remember one time you told me you said fitness. You said, I think that you think you're ahead of where you really are in fitness. And honestly, in hindsight, I don't know if that was true or I know that I was Jeffing for sure. But there have been some times where Kevin's helped me level set of like, and then I, I asked him this, this might've been almost a year ago now. I remember one time when I asked you, you're like, honestly, I don't think anywhere, you know, and maybe a little bit here. We, we use the scale of like, where are you at? Okay, seven. That means it's a little inflated. Six, you're a little bit, a little bit of ego here. There's something referred to, psychologists refer to this as cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is what you think you are versus what you actually are. If you want to be as authentic as possible, that distance between what you think you are and what you really are needs to be uh, very much the same thing. Just remember, in the future of what you're capable of is a whole different thing. If you're only basing what you're capable of based on the now, that's a mistake. So if you want to be authentic, there needs to be no cognitive dissonance. Mm. I would say review your interactions, review your activities, review your feelings. You ever, you ever do something and look back a few minutes after you do it and say, ah, oh, that wasn't me. That, I'm not, that's not me. I'm, I'm not proud of that. I would check in with the things that you're either embarrassed about, disappointed about, proud of, the stuff that you want to tell people, the stuff that you don't want to tell people, I think that's your authentic self. Your authentic self is yourself, probably yourself when you're alone and there's no judgment on you. You can be yourself. You can act yourself. You can think the way you want to think. And I think we lose that when we start to fear the judgment of others. We did an episode on that today. So I would say that. Check in with your 
with your activities, check in with what you're proud of, check in with what you're ashamed of, check in with what you're embarrassed about, what you're excited about, what you're not looking forward to. That's your authentic self. And finding yourself is one part and then staying yourself is a whole nother. We could do a completely, uh, a whole episode on that. So, but finding yourself is you being alone with yourself and asking yourself the tough, the tough questions. I really believe that. How do you know when you are a leader or a student in a room when in general you have lower confidence in your abilities? My goodness gracious. What a great, great, great question. You have to look at, and this is difficult and this is a rabbit hole too, but I think you have to look at number one, the results of the other people in the room. And that's dangerous. And I know Alan's might speak to that, but I think you also have to trust your intuition even if it feels wrong, even if it feels wrong, you should trust your intuition and say, okay, who has the highest awareness of anybody in this room based on the amount of studies and based on the results that we have? The only reason I feel my awareness is higher in podcasting than most is because we have 900 episodes and we've had to learn more. So I just feel that, and again, I still have days where I think people know way more than I do. Even people way behind us, I still have those days. So I think you have to ask yourself that question. Who has the highest awareness in the room? What proof would I search for that would tell me that? And how do I be confident enough to take the leadership role when those answers are me? Yeah, so you should be the leader when your awareness and your abilities are the highest. And one of the things the NLU team knows is that I care deeply that the right person is in the right position. And I don't mind. So when I go to the gym with Kevin, I usually let him lead. I, I, I don't think I've never not done that, actually. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But it makes more sense. I can learn and we're going to get a better workout. And that's the role he should play. He's been in the gym more frequently and has is stronger but there are certain conversations we just had about finance prior to this episode he should not lead and with love right mm, it's just i have more it's like this let's use an analogy here and hopefully this lands i'll just use math so math is cumulative everything is though so there's algebra there's pre-algebra there's algebra one there's algebra two there's geometry there's trigonometry, there's pre-calculus, there's calculus one, there's calculus two, there's differential equations, there's linear algebra, there's discrete mathematics, there's statistics. The analogy is this, I can't teach someone calculus if they're still in, if they haven't taken algebra one. And so you have to be aware of who's the person who should be teaching calculus. And I'll give one quick story here. I was on the phone with a client and this client said, Alan, I see you as the best at peak performance and productivity and personal development, unbelievable. But I don't understand like the business stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's like your expertise. And I said, with all the respect in the world, I'm going to be explicit with you. Your business doesn't play at a high enough level for me to show you what I know. And so if your business is playing at level three, I can only show you level three. You don't know where the ceiling is. And so the truth of the matter is to answer the original question, if you're unsure of how much the other person knows more than you. Put it this way, if you know more than them, you'll most likely know it. You'll most likely know it. Whereas if you if you know they know more than you, 
you don't know where the ceiling is though. And that's the problem. And, and Kevin said this many times. He's like, I, every time we level up in business, I learn more about what you know. And it's, I think that will happen forever because he doesn't know where the ceiling is. He might know where the floor is, but he doesn't know where the ceiling is. And the ceiling is not me. It's Bill Gates or Elon Musk or whatever. But I think that's a good analogy. You've got to figure out where you play. And that's self-awareness. Self-awareness. Um, I don't know anything about cars or cooking or gardening. I don't care. I never have. And I know that. It's totally fine. It doesn't bother me. Most of us are either natural leaders or natural students. And you've got to learn which you should do and when. And it really comes down to self-awareness and honesty with self. Hashtag hyperconscious. Um, if you know someone who has habitually felt that they needed to fake it until they make it to build confidence, even if they actually had the ability but lacked the confidence to believe it, how would you advise them to break the cycle? Wow. That might be an Emilia question. I'm not sure. Um, interesting. I'm going to need you to read that one more time, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you know someone who has habitually felt that they needed to fake it till they make it to build confidence, even if they actually had the ability but lacked the confidence to believe it, how would you advise them to break the cycle? That's a Bianca question, I think. B, uh, and, and if it's not, I apologize. Is it not? It's Emilia. Neither? Neither? Okay. Never mind. I thought it was. Okay. Whoever asked this question, love the awareness. Okay. What you'd have to do is just decide in advance that you're going to overcorrect your conditioning. So your conditioning in this question is faking it till you make it. Most likely your culture or your upbringing was around a lot of fakers or pretenders is what I call them. You're going to have to overcorrect by doing extra work behind the scenes so that you can actually be confident. So Kevin does this really well. He'll overprepare. He'll prepare more than me on everything. And, and if he and I show up to a speech, he's going to appear to be a better speaker at times when in reality he put in 10 times the work. Not on the aggregate, but like before the actual speech. And I'm working on that. Over prep to build, to make up for the lack of confidence. That's my answer. Over prep. Hi, everyone. My name is Amy. I am part of the NLU team. And I just want to talk quickly about my experience at Your World Within Live and Top Notch Live, there are two events that Alan and Kevin both co-hosted. I remember being so nervous going to each one of them because I wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure what was going to be happening or the people that I was going to meet. But I remember coming away from both of them with a sense of accomplishing something that I didn't think that I was going to accomplish. I was able to go outside of my comfort zone talk to people that I wouldn't normally talk to and do a testimonial, which was so nerve wracking during uh, those two times. But I'm super excited for this event because it's going to be incredible. We have incredible speakers and I'm excited for you to learn more about yourself and for you to get outside your comfort zone. Yeah, I we did. What was the last live podcast we did i think that was one of the points i made is imposter syndrome yeah when you have imposter syndrome the best way to combat that is really prep like a professional over prep over prep if you're trying to help somebody with this you have to show them proof alan's done a really good job of this uh with me 
of saying you're way better than you think. Here's a list of reasons why. I don't think we can always see how good we're doing. I think it's hard, especially if you're lower on the drive to five, to give yourself credit for the amazing things that you're doing. Have somebody else do it for you. Write them down. Do your wins. I, I think it's this is like a an ever long thing, a life, a lifetime commitment to breaking that down. That's something I do every single day. But you have to start looking at the wins. And I think the other thing too, you have to figure out, and Alan said this, why are you actually faking it? Are you afraid to look bad? Are you afraid to quote unquote fail? Because if you actually have the capability, it's something far deeper than you're just faking. You're just faking it. There's something deeper, like Alan said, in your, the way you were raised, in your identity, there is something that needs to be unwired. And it's probably because whatever's attached to the reason you're faking. If you're afraid of being found out, if you're afraid of making a mistake, if you're afraid of looking like a failure, if you're afraid of being embarrassed because that's something that happened to you, that's a completely different thing. If somebody's helping you with that, they have to start highlighting your, your amazing parts because you might not always see them. One more quick thing before we move to the next question Amber. is this. Think about your upbringing. Whose love did you crave most? And who did you have to be to get love from that individual? Not whose love did you get most or whose love did you want most or, who, or whose love um, were you able to get most, but whose did you crave most? And it's usually the person who had some form of conditional love, understandably. And it might be some sort of toxic masculinity, but the point here is whoever you craved love from most growing up, most likely that's where your answer will lie as to what you were faking in order to get that approval or that love or that validation. And this is not anything bad. Every, every human has the same sort of thing going on. And the extent to which you overcome that uh, is the amount of real confidence that you'll develop. Boom. In what ways have you worked on becoming more true so you don't attract the fakers? Oh my goodness. I genuinely believe that when you decide to play from a real place, to be authentic, you have a, a radar for fake. I really believe that now. I know when somebody reaches out to me whether or not they're doing it for a good purpose, whether it's aligned, whether or not they're trying to get something from me. I think you just have to start making decisions based on your intuition and then use everything as a lesson. I told this story recently Somebody, somebody connected me with a quote unquote potential client and that's how it was framed. And I said, all right, I'll jump on this call and I'll do this. Intuitively, I told Alan before I did it. I told Alan before I did it, I said, I don't know about this. I think this is probably a giant waste of my time. And I jumped on the phone with this person and this person tried to get me as a client. First of all, they tried to tell me to work less. They said, hey, you know, if you really want to succeed at fitness in your relationship, you're going to have to work less. I said, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. That's actually what our brand is about. So I think I'll be just fine. And with all due respect, my relationship is better than yours and I'm in better shape than you. So I don't, I don't need the, the, the feedback. Thank you. And it very quickly turned into this person trying to do a coaching call with me. I said, no, we're good. Can I be a, a guest on your podcast? No, that's not, that's not going to happen either. And it, it became very clear. So I didn't trust my intuition and then I got a lesson on why I should have and now that's dialed in. Now that's dialed in. So yes, you have to go with your intuition. If your intuition's wrong, recalibrate it and it is that forever. But I think you do have to break a couple eggs in order to understand what's right and what's wrong. 
my answer is you, and that's fire, Kev. I couldn't I agree more. It. And you, you got to try to sniff this out more and more and more. And as you get older and wiser, you will get better at this. I definitely have. In hindsight, biggest mistake of my life was allowing pretenders who didn't have real merit uh, to guide me. Won't let that happen anymore. Or at least I'm getting better at it. But you have to be willing to have a level set conversation. So for example, let's say I'm a brand new podcaster and I've never podcasted in my entire life, right? And I can think of someone who would do this. <laughs> they would they would have all these really strong opinions and they'd talk to Kevin as if they're the best podcaster ever and they're they're going to be amazing and blah, blah, blah. Kevin has 900 episodes. Kevin produces, Kevin and I's team produce 17 people's podcasts every week, right? Thousands, thousands of Thousands of episodes. Of episodes. Yeah. This person is delusional. And Kevin, in my opinion, would have to be willing to do what I call as a level set, a level set conversation. So how many episodes have you produced up to this point? That's a really good level set question for this person. Uh, well, uh, none yet, but you know, it's like, oh, so, so how much, um, how much research have you done about podcasting in terms of the statistics of how many podcasts actually succeed at the highest level? And then the person's going to be like, oh, well, this is referred to as gaslighting when it's done in a toxic way. I'm not suggesting that you gaslight anybody. What I'm saying is that if you ask an authentic question and get them to contemplate themselves, and I, I use my mom as an example because she's never really grown and scaled any global businesses, but she used to have strong opinions about what Kevin and I do in business. And I eventually just said, mom, how many businesses have you grown and scaled globally? You know, we're listened to in a hundred countries. Like how many podcasts have you produced? And she was like, oh, and it got her to kind of realize, you know what, maybe I don't really know what's best for Kevin and Alan. And so that's a level set conversation that you have to be willing to have. Um, and I think that's really important because it brings everyone to the truth. Fire. Amy, quick one. We got a quick one. Yeah. L lightning round. Okay. If you were to, to design a saying that would be, that would more accurately reflect what one should do to build confidence without faking it, what would that motto or saying be? Oh my goodness. Uh, no matter what you do, you're going to fail. Failing does not make you a failure is what I would say. Uh, I love this question. Lightning round. It would be lightning round. It would be, believe it or not, real confidence comes from the people willing to fail the most and learn from it over time. That's where real grit and real skills develop. Fire. That was a good lightning round. Next, Level Nation. If you want to have the best year of your life, you have to surround yourself with some next level human beings. And Alan and I were talking about this on one of our episodes earlier. There are so many people out there who want better, but they aren't surrounded by people who want better for them. And it's very hard to accomplish your goals, never mind doing it on your own. March 26th, 2022, Next Level Live. We went toward the venue. It is beautiful. We paid for everybody's parking. You pull into the parking garage under the hotel, take the elevator up, you'll be in the ballroom, and we will get this thing going. It is only $97.00. We are more than 50% sold out, so make sure you get your tickets. And again, not only are you going to learn, but you're going to be in a room of people that are authentically themselves, and you're going to be authentically yourself, and you're going to be able to talk about big goals and big dreams, and nobody's going to make you feel bad for that. So everything you will need on the repurpose is in the show notes, and you'll get to see AIM too, which 
that's why everybody's gonna come anyway to see Amy. She's gonna be <laughs> DJing. DJ DJ Amy. Uh are you out there and you're like, gosh darn it, I can't come to Next Level Live because I'm not in that geographical location, or maybe I'm not in that country and COVID, whatever. Womp, womp, womp. But but you're like, I still want to get around a next level group of people. Next level group coaching is on fire. Five different groups, ambitious army, gratitude with attitude. Legacy by Design, Pursuit of Excellence, and Tribe of Abundance. Five groups have been absolutely on fire. The latest and greatest is Legacy by Design. Amy's an assistant coach in there. This program is very well polished at this point. There's a WhatsApp group. It's on fire. I think I'm looking at 70 messages every day uh, when I open my WhatsApp. It's awesome. Everybody's rolling. And there's a habit tracker, bi-weekly sessions with Kevin and myself. There's two assistant coaches, Sarah and Amy, there to guide you every step of the way. We've got Matt on the mobile app. I mean, if you want to be a part of a team that is committed to getting to the next level, that's what Next Level Group Coaching is. There's a link in the uh, show notes. And Amy, because we're live, would you mind please putting a link to nextleveluniverse.com slash group coaching as well in the comments um, and I can show you how to do that as well. So aim, if you go to the main website and click on group coaching, you can get that URL there. I think it's also in our shared notes too. Perfect. So I can just go there. Cool. Perfect. Strong work. Next level nation. As always, we appreciate you grateful for each and every one of you. Couldn't do it without you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow and we appreciate you joining us live. Everybody say bye. 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 Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.